to say good morning this second day of Hanukkah and uh, we'll be looking uh, at some different scriptures and some different readings here this morning. Uh, We went over yesterday in uh, extended fashion uh, some of the history behind Hanukkah and uh, you know should should Christians practice Hanukkah? Should Should Christians practice Christmas? I mean, that's another question. Uh, why not? Why not take every occasion to celebrate the Lord Jesus that we can take? And Hanukkah, as we looked at yesterday, it was a uh, a holiday, <clears throat> a feast day that the scriptures record that Jesus was, was present for. Uh, we looked at that yesterday in John chapter 10. I will put that up there for you so you can see it. And uh, 
John chapter 10, verse 22. Sorry about the frogs again. He says, then came the feast of dedication at Jerusalem. It was winter. Okay, so winter, this time of year, uh, feast of dedication. What is that? That's Hanukkah. Uh, and Jesus was in the temple area walking in Solomon's colonnade. And the Jews gathered around him saying, how long will you keep us in suspense? I mean, they were looking for him to to indicate that he was Messiah, that he was going to uh, overthrow the the Romans and give Israel their country back. Uh, they didn't get their country back till 1948. But that's what they were looking for, and that's why they're asking this question. And their mind may have even gone back to the Maccabean Revolt that we looked at yesterday, um, AD 167, 165, somewhere in, in that uh, time frame when that was taking place, uh, it, when the uh, the Maccabeans, uh, Jewish people, Maccabeans, the Hammerites, maybe we would call them, those following Judah, uh the Maccabee, Judah the Hammer, uh, in uh, revolting against the uh, Greco-Syrians and uh, actually winning, actually expelling them from the the temple, from Jerusalem, uh, retaking that part and standing their ground. So it was about that aspect of fight. And so the people here, some 160, 190 years later, within, within 200 years, are saying, oh, maybe maybe Jesus, maybe this guy is going to be the one who is going to uh, get rid of the Romans, finally, once and for all. And so they ask him the question, how long do you keep us in suspense? I, I, I'm just talking about this to, to give reference to verse 22, wherein it says, Then came the Feast of Dedication at Jerusalem, and it was winter. Jesus was in the temple area. Jesus was there celebrating. And again, uh, as we looked at in Old Testament, or at least a reference in, in Leviticus chapter 23, the various feasts that the Lord gave to the people to help them remember him to help them continue in their relationship with him. And uh, that's why he gave those feasts. And they were Jewish feasts. However, every one of those Jewish feasts would inform us in Christian faith. So, again, my take on is, are we obligated to uh, observe those feasts that were Jewish feasts? I do not believe as Christians we are obligated to. However, I do think there is a benefit in in taking some time to consider those Jewish feasts. That's my take on it. Now, uh, yesterday we, we the idea of the uh, of the first readings uh, and the first night, the first candle it was was to think about the victory of that small group of Jewish freedom fighters who stood up to the violent oppression of the powerful king uh, Antiochus IV, who would call himself God Manifest, Antiochus Epiphanes, uh, who would impose this this, uh, mandatory idol worship, who desecrated the temple. uh, And uh, if you remember Mattathihu, Mattathias, Matthew, you could even say, uh, and his five sons stood up against uh, 
the soldiers and the outcome was that they won. The temple had been defiled. The Jewish hearts were eager to purify it, to present it uh, acceptable to a holy God. Uh, And we talked about the oil yesterday. There was not enough oil, Uh, pure oil, sanctified oil uh, to last a single day, let alone the eight days. But God provided the eight days of oil from one day from one day's uh, flask of oil until more could be made and consecrated. This is the story of Hanukkah, two things, the fight and the light, those two things that we think about. Um, Yeshua himself observing it, the light of the world, celebrating what is not only the, fe- the feast of dedication, but also the, the, uh, the feast of lights, the festival of lights, it was called because of the miraculous uh, provision of oil that lasted for the eight days. So the first night of Hanukkah to celebrate the marvelous light given at the temple. The second day, Hanukkah miracle, uh, is to be reminded of uh, the light revealed God afresh is the one who provides for his people. He is the supreme gift giver. Time time and again, uh, it shows that uh, uh, nothing is impossible with God. He cares for his people. Through the miraculous birth of Yeshua, God came to dwell on earth among them, and through the divine act of his death on the tree, Yeshua has set us free. By the miracle of the Holy Spirit imparted to all who believe, God is with us always, and so we carry him and his law in our hearts. So on the second day, we would uh, rejoice over our God of wonders. We would rejoice over our miracle worker, the one who does things, the miracles in our lives, who gives uh, gives the wonderful gifts of things like new life in Christ, forgiveness of sin. He gives the gift of his spirit within us. He gives us the promise of eternity. Uh, he gives us all of those things. And I, I'm realizing I've got a kind of a weird view going on there. That's better. And uh, so the first blessing, I mean, you have two candles in a Hanukkah, uh, setting them in the holders from right to left. You light the Shamash candle, the that center candle, the servant candle. And as you do, we would repeat this blessing. Blessed are you, Lord, our God, King of the universe, who has sanctified us with your commandments and given us Yeshua, the Messiah, the light of the world. Blessed are you, Lord, our God, a king of the universe, who has performed miracles for our ancestors in those days at this time. So there would be the lighting of the candles, uh, the first candle, again, writing from right to left, so the furthest outside candle, uh, and then the second candle in, that would be lit. Uh, and then the Shamash would go back in their place, and, and often they would let the candles burn till they ran out. Scripture readings that would go along with a, a night like this, I'll, I'll take you over to the book of Isaiah, chapter 7, verse 14. Uh, Isaiah 7, 14. And here it is. The Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give 
birth to a son, and he will be called Emmanuel. Uh, Psalm 105 uh, and verse 5, uh, another verse that, that comes into play. Now, before I go to that verse, just, just to talk for a minute about uh, I mean, what we're reading on Isaiah, that, that the son will be born. You say, wait a minute, they probably don't read this in Jewish. No, they don't. <laughs> they wouldn't. This is something that uh, those who would be Messianic or who would be Christians practicing uh, the uh, observances of Hanukkah would perhaps read that verse. Uh, But there may be a reading from Psalm 105, and I will put that up on the screen for those who are able to watch this morning. And verse 5, it says this, it says, remember the wonders he has done, his miracles and the judgments he pronounced. O descendants of Abraham, his servant, O sons of Jacob, his chosen ones. So just to look, I mean, you, you can go all the way back to the beginning of this. It says, give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, make known among the nations what he has done. And and all of these feasts are, are the opportunity, in fact, even Christmas is the opportunity to make known among the nations what he has done. It's an opportunity to sing to him, to sing praise to him, to tell of all of his wonderful acts, to glory in his holy name. It says, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. And This morning, or whenever you're listening to this, that your heart would rejoice in all that God has done. Hashem, God, Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Remember the wonders he has done, his miracles and the judgments he has pronounced. And this is one of those times remembering the miracles, the miracle of the fight and how this little ragtag army that was thrown together uh, overcame the great Greco-Syrian army, at least in that section of the world, uh, of uh, Antiochus Epiphanes. They overcame. Absolutely amazing. That miracle, to remember his miracles, and then to remember the miracle of the light, uh, of the oil that would burn uh, for the eight days, and now for us understanding that, that all of that points to Jesus who would fight on our behalf to bring us salvation and true deliverance, and that he himself is the light of the world. In the book of Jeremiah, we will read uh, in the 31st chapter and verse 33, uh, we will read this. Let me get down there, and I'll put this on the screen. Uh, it says, this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God, and they will be my people. No longer will a man teach his neighbor or a man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, because they will all know me. Now, we we know that that is yet a future time, when when all men will know the Lord. From the least to the greatest, declares the Lord, I will forgive their wickedness and remember their sins no more. This is what the Lord says in thinking of lights. He who appoints the sun to shine by day, the light, uh, who decrees the moon and stars to shine by night, who stirs up the sea so that its waves roar 
The Lord Almighty is his name. The God of lights, the festival of lights, the, 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 the light of the sun, the light of the moon, the light of the stars, all given to us in the sky to remember the goodness and the greatness of our God. Now, to take you back to yesterday, some of the scripture readings. Uh, I'm trying to see. Well, actually, I just read you. I just read for you the the ones for. No, that's right. Those are the scripture readings for day two. To think of the light. I mean, what does this deal with darkness? Do you ever feel darkness in your soul? Uh, heaviness, weariness, just pressed in and dark. Jesus brings lights. He brings light to our soul, light to our being. Uh, in fact, I'll take us into, I have to remember where this passage is. Uh, in, in Peter, yes, First Peter chapter 2, verse 9, here is, you are a chosen people to think that God would choose you. You are a royal priesthood. And the priesthood speaks of multiple people, so together, those in the body of Christ, a royal priesthood, And it says, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Being taken out of the light of the sinful world, I'm sorry, out of the darkness of the sinful world and into the the marvelous light of the Lord Jesus, that is what we are drawn into, his wonderful light. And it says, once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you'd not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Jesus, the light of the world, we have received his light. And now, now we are ourselves light, uh, light in the world. Uh, Matthew chapter 4, 16, the people living in darkness has seen a great light of those living in the land of the shadow of death. A light has dawned. John 1, 5, the light shines in darkness, but the darkness did not understand it. Our world is often not understanding it. And he is shown in the darkness. John Chapter 8, which we've already read. He said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but have the light of life. And the idea is following him to keep the light you have to follow. It's like following somebody that has the flashlight. That If you don't keep following them and you're in a, in a cave and you don't follow the person with the light, you're going to end up in darkness. You've got to keep following. you got to stay with the light. And Jesus is the light. He says in John chapter 12, 
you're going to have the light just a little longer. Walk in the light before darkness overtakes you. And he knew the darkness of of his crucifixion was upon them. Uh, he knew that the land itself would grow dark and that hour was death. He says, the man who walks in the dark does not know where he's going. Then he says in verse 46, John chapter 12, I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. Acts twenty six eighteen. He came to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God, so they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me, the light. We think about the light. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6, For God who said, Let light shine out of darkness, has made his light shine in your hearts, to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. The light we have been given, the light we are drawn into the light. And so we celebrate these things this time of year. Again, you'll have the, the candles that will be burning. And I talked about these yesterday. Uh, and you only see in in the holder here eight, but the person is holding one of the candles. So there would be your ninth candle of the Hanukkah. Well, I hope this time of year is a blessing to your soul. Uh, I hope this time of year, uh, Hanukkah, Christmas, some people say, keep it all separate. You know, they're, they're two separate, and, and in many ways they are, but yet they're also very related uh, because Jesus came as the light of the world. And so we celebrate his birth, the one who is the light of the world. Hanukkah about the light, the festival of lights. For me and my soul, anyway, I put the two together and say, you know, this whole month of December, what a time to celebrate the goodness, the greatness of God. Well, friends, I want to let you get into your day now. I'm going to wish you a happy Hanukkah and uh, encourage you to this evening light those candles, whatever you need to do, even if it's nine separate candle holders in your house, whatever it is, but to embrace the Lord this time of year. Lord, hear our prayer that we would experience you, the light of the world, and that because of our relationship with you and in you, that we ourselves also would become a light unto the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a good day, everyone. I'll see you next week.